Welcome to the Foresight Church Podcast. Enjoy this week's sermon. For more information about us, go to foresightchurch.co.za. assume everybody knows who I am. My name is Garabo. I am married to that guy. Uh, <laughs> and, and an absolute honor and a privilege to be married to him. I met him in that guy's home group. That guy was, <laughs> was, was one of his best men. I've got two fathers here present. from in, from France. Um, I think what's also cool is like, yay, I get to preach in community A. Um, these are the people I walked with and they, they completely believed in us and, 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 and just prayed for us out of crazy situations. So really, really excited. Ah, and I'm related to that guy and that girl. <laughs> I have to tell people that I'm not a stranger, but if you've got children, they know me, they dig me, they think I'm the coolest. Um, <laughs> when your kids pray for you at night and they say amazing things is because we work with them in Gem City. So Gem City stands for Jesus and me. And the other day I was saying to my son, he was like, you're working too much. Yesterday when I was trying to type up my preach and he says to me, and I say to him, no, I'm preaching tomorrow. Oh, why are you nervous? You do it all the time. I'm like, no, I don't. He says, you preach at Gem City. So I was like, that is cool. And in this morning when I was chatting to Yvette at the back, she said to me, um, junior church. And it sat with me that that's what we do as well in Gem City. That is junior church. So I had to brag a little bit about my, my real job. <laughs> All right. So um, today I'm going to be teaching. The thing I felt God put on my heart is around wisdom. Chris has been teaching about faith. Uh, two weeks ago, he taught specifically on faith and the importance of faith in our walk as Christians. And in that preach, he also prayed breakthrough over us. And last week, he spoke about the difference between things that are God-made and things that are man-made. And so when, when he phoned me and says, uh, will you preach it? First, I said, are you sure? <laughs> Literally, high-pitched voice. I'm like, are you sure? Do you know me? <laughs> um, but immediately I felt God say, the next thing is about so what? So what? So you've got faith. You've ticked the boxes. You, you, you pray three and a half times per week. You read your word. Um, if you're not late because your kids woke you up late, you're doing the right thing. So what? So what's the other thing that you need to be adding or working with along that? And before we start that, I just want to um, ask Yvette to play a quick video and we'll pray and start with the preacher. I put my jacket on a thousand times, and I took it off a thousand times, okay? This is stupid. I'm done. They can beat me up if they want to. And you know why you only have one student? Because you don't know Kung Fu. So Joy. What? Come here. Check it on. Mr. Han, I already... Check it on. Check it on. I have a jacket. Check it on. 
stone. Check it on. Firm. Check it off. Remember, always strong. Check it off. Strong. Left foot back. Right feet back. Left feet back. Pick up his jacket. Focus. Always concentrate. Left back. Right foot back. Pick up his jacket. Stay. Pick up your jacket. Everything we do, Xiao Dui. He lives in how we put on the jacket, how we take off the jacket. And lives in how we treat people. Everything is Kung Fu. Thanks, Yvette. Sure, how many of us recognized ourselves in that? Right? You've done the work, you've prayed, you've, you've fasted, you did everything, and then nothing happens. Chris said his faith message was one of the things last week or the two weeks ago that everybody was like, I'm in, I'm in, I want to do this, I want to believe, I want to put my faith, I want to go. And then three weeks down the line, nothing happens. You prayed for breakthrough, you trusted for breakthrough, you believed God for breakthrough, and nothing happens. So the, the title of my message is, I've, I got faith, I prayed for breakthrough, now what? So, over the, so when Chris asked me to teach again, I was like, okay, cool. Um, so I'm a, I'm a speaker. I know I don't sound like one right now. I'm very nervous because Christians are very scary. You people are dodgy. Um, but for the first time, it was this time, it's about delivering something that comes straight from God's heart. It's not about my intelligence. It's not about what I know. It's not about my testimony. It's about what God wants us to know this morning. All right. And for a second, my preach didn't want to open. I was like, yo. All right. The other thing that Chris spoke over us, and it was worse that we received as a church, is that we are entering into a new season. God says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And we got excited. And then you wait. So, I want to just reflect a little bit on the things that Chris taught. He said, this is what we know, right, about faith. God requires us to have faith. It comes as a standard minimum requirement. And I had to say it like that because we all work or are in school. Minimum requirement, we know, is the basics of what you need to do in your, work, in your walk with Christ. We also learned that faith is not a name it, frame it, and claim it type of situation. 
there's good works that are required and a deep reliance that we have on God, that we need to have on God. We learn that faith is credited to us as righteousness, that having faith and placing it 100% on God makes us right with him. Everybody remember that. If you missed the preach, you can download it on, 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 what do you call that thing, Dave? Facebook. So now, when I start talking about, about wisdom, it sounds almost counterintuitive because faith is so cool. Faith is about, I can do these things. It's when you attend a session and there's a motivational speaker and they're telling you, you can do this. Faith is exciting. Wisdom, not so much. Wisdom almost feels like that thing. It calculates. Wisdom is that thing that says, okay, what do you want to do? What is your plan? How are you going to do it? What do you know? What do you rely on? It's very deeply based on insights and what we understand. But godly wisdom is exactly the same, but it's based on what we know and understand about God. So I want us to look at uh, the definitions of faith and wisdom first. So according to Merriam-Webster Dictionary, I saw preachers doing that. They mentioned things. I don't speak Jewish yet. So you're not going to hear anything about the Hebrew word of wisdom is. Instead, I can go to the dictionary. Um, Merriam-Webster Dictionary describes or defines faith as something that is believed, especially with strong conviction. And it's a belief and a trust and loyalty in God. Right? Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Matthew 21 verse 22 says, And whatever you ask for in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For we walk by faith and not by sight. So we're clear on what faith is, right? Now we move on to wisdom. This time I used a different dictionary to impress my English friends. It says that wisdom is the ability to use your knowledge and experience to make good decisions and, and judgments. Can I read that again? It's the ability to use your knowledge and experience to make good decisions and judgments. James 1 verse 5 says, if, you lack, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all generously without reproach and it will be given to them. Proverbs 9 verse 10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Are we making the link with the dictionary a little bit? I love the Amplified Version. It says, the reverent fear of the Lord and that is worshiping Him and regarding Him as truly awesome. It's the beginning and the preeminent part of wisdom. It's the starting point and its essence. And it's the knowledge of the Holy One. And that is understanding and spiritual insight. That is wisdom. You can ask for it. God can give it to you. God can add to it. Even Jesus did the same. Jesus in John 16, 33 says the following while talking to his disciples. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Faith is what carries us through the trouble. Wisdom is the knowledge that grounds us when tough times comes. So let's talk about faith. When you've got a little kid. We've got three. My brother also has three. I've got my nephew, Dumisang. He's just 10, 7. If Dumisang was to stand on this stage and I stood there and I said to Dumisang, jump. He will. 
because he knows me, he trusts me, and he's got faith in my ability to catch him. But if Um Ian <laughs> stood there and said, jump, he might think twice about it. Because he doesn't know him, right? Even you who said shame, my nephew doesn't know you. <laughs> He's not going to jump. He knows he can jump. He kind of thinks you can catch him. But there's no faith in you. And it works the same way with God. It's about having faith and saying, I can do this. And knowing that he can do what he promised. Faith is also saying I can do things and everything through Christ who strengthens me. That I can move mountain with faith as small as a, as a mustard seed. I can do this. But wisdom is the knowledge of the God our Father. The person that you are placing your hope and your trust in. is the deep reverence and the honoring of the Father who gave his only son. As Dave and Uncle Ian shared earlier. There are many people today in the world, and some of us are even here, that when you fill in the form, I don't see it anymore. If, especially if you've got kids, you have to fill in religion, and we write Christian. That's their faith. That's what they believe. But what's lacking sometimes in that is when there isn't wisdom. The wisdom is the knowledge of the God who comes, who's been there, the one who is, who was, and needs to come. Wisdom is placing understanding not in yourself, but in him. Faith is what carries you. Wisdom is what grounds you. You can have faith to find a life partner or a spouse, but lack the wisdom to be a godly spouse. You can have faith to plant a church, but you can lack wisdom to lead and love the people that are in your church. So what I wanted to show today is the importance of having the two working together. It's exciting to have faith. It's very grounding when we start talking about, about wisdom. In the book of James 1, verse 2 to 6, in the NIV it says, James says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fail, face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. And let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking in anything. If, if any of you lack, lacks wisdom, you can ask God. What I found interesting is that immediately after the scripture, it says when you if any of you lack anything. He didn't say, when you lack money, ask God. When you lack whatever, he says wisdom. Because wisdom is the, 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 what do you want to call it? The anchor with which you kind of say, okay, cool, I'm anchored. I get God. I see what you're trying to do. I hear what you are saying. When faith is in action, without wisdom, you can actually falter. You can stumble. Because it works like this. I've got faith that, oh, let, let's make an example with our family. 2018, 2017, my husband's in church. Um, I was at home that day. I missed church. And he comes back and he says, I feel God saying he wants to lead us to plant a church in Austria. In case you haven't noticed, I'm a little bit brown. <laughs> Austria is not. Um, <laughs> the first thing that hit me was, go pray again. 
And I'm not joking. I literally. And then he said, ah, uh-uh, God, next time you tell her, I'm not telling her. And then he left it alone for a while. And we were on holiday for two weeks. And the last, second last day of us. And I'm like, oh, man, I really don't want to work anymore. I hate this. And he, my clever husband goes, in Austria, you can be a housewife. And the holiday was finished. I said, except if God writes on the wall that Garabo, you and this guy and your children must go to Austria. I'm not doing it. That was me. Fast forward two weeks later. (laughs) God was giving me dreams about Austria. I woke up one morning and I said, I dreamt of an onion. And I googled onion, and onion is the way they describe Austria. It's a city of many layers. Ha ha, we laughed. Ha 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 ha. And then I had a dream as well. I was holding a fig, and I was walking towards vineyards. And I said to Nikki, what does this mean? Nikki is my dream person. Uh, if you want to use that, you can call me. Oh, wait, too. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> And, and, and she said, well, a fig talks to the favor of God. And I looked at the vineyards. And Austria is one of the countries that produces, I don't know, quite a lot of wine. And wara wara. I mean, those are the things that, that speak to me as a person. And God was like, okay, I know you. I'll deal with you in your own language. By the way, I don't know what vineyard is in my own language. But anyway, um, probably doesn't exist because, I mean, petty people and wine. Mm-mm. But back to, to the whole thing about wisdom. Wisdom then was, even in that, we started testing God. This is me, because I'm very clever. I said to God, everybody in the Bible, Jesus, before they did something for you, they came with conditions, even me. Moses was like, ah, you want me to go? Give me someone to speak for me. And, you know, I wrote a list. I'm like, open my son's ears and mouth so he can speak. Write off our debt. Me, I had it. It was on our wardrobe. So when you wake up, we see it like there. And my husband, because he knows me, didn't argue. He just said, yes, babe. (laughs) On the same day, we got confirmation from God. He was like, I am healing your son just because you are asking me to. Randomly, Donna sends me a message. goes, did you know that the deaf community is the least evangelized? community in the entire world. Oh, okay. (laughs) And so we started praying. Wisdom, faith is saying, yes, we're going to go to Vienna. We did take a trip. We spent two weeks in in Europe. It's a go and see mission. We prayed. We met other pastors in, in Germany and all of those things. And we came back. We're like, okay, we're going, we're going. That's faith. Wisdom is saying, what are the things that you need to know and understand about this God that's sending you there? Wisdom is saying, it doesn't matter what you look like. Just make sure you can speak the language of the people that you're going there for. You can't go to another country and say, I'm going to bring you Jesus in English. Take it or leave it. You need to use wisdom in the things that you are doing. Right? So. Back to the book of James, chapter 1, verse 2 to 6. We know that your belief, which is your faith, is going to be tested. Your faith will get tested left, right, and center. And when it does, the thing that grounds you is the knowledge of God the Father. 
Nothing else. The Holy Spirit will be there, but if you don't know his word, if you don't know his heart, if you don't know his plans for you and for the people that he's sending you to, you're going to falter. What happens is that what will happen, God will say, I am going to give you 10 rand. And then you're going to read the news that's going to say, the dollar is 200 to the rand, and you're going to go, ah, what am I going to do with 10 rand? God didn't say, I'm going to give you 10 rand because. He says, I'm going to give you 10 rands. So what we often do is that we listen to what God is saying, and then we want to do it in our own time, our own space, our own shape, our own thoughts. Wisdom is understanding who God is and grounding ourselves in him fully, not in what we know and what we understand. It also says, what I also believe is that when you know God, you're not going to be tossed around by random teachings and arguments. You're not going to be the guy that says, did you see that video on TikTok? You're going to be the person that says, and the word says. So there was that guy, that Satan, this guy, and the video was going around, and Christians were very happy. And the minute my husband and I opened that thing, we knew. Scrap. We got excited because some guy said, I am going to start serving Jesus. But you know what? I took a month so that the Satan of this world can prepare his response. Wisdom will tell you that you know how the story is going to end. And so you walk in the story as God has planned it out for you. Wisdom is the, it's almost like where are our young people? The filter. You know how when you are make, when you're for the mothers in the room, <laughs> not me, I don't bake. When I bake, it's a miracle. When you, when you serve your flour, that's wisdom. It's that thing that you test everything against. Did the word of God say? When my husband and I got married, we both come from a family of matrix. Our moms are very strong women. And we had to figure a lot of stuff out for ourselves. And I remember Siriso saying to me, the word is where everything else stops. If the word says it, we can do it. If it doesn't, we don't do it. And so we protect our marriage based on the word. When we fight, we fix the fight based on marriage. And it's easy for him, not for me. Because I must finish my argument. <laughs> Ephesians 6 talks about, hey, you must submit. Ephesians 5, you must submit. I'm like, wait, let me finish. <laughs> he didn't hear me this one. Right? Yeah. All the wives are looking at me like we would never. I knows you. <laughs> when our faith is tested and we are found lacking in things like money or electricity, hello stage. When I wrote this, I wrote, hello stage five. It was yesterday, hello stage six. When your child is taking you through the most, when your boss is harassing you, when your marriage is under strain, the true and full knowledge of God is what keeps you grounded. In that situation, whatever it may be for us, what scripture says is that we must ask if we are found lacking in wisdom. Ask for this in faith. Faith coupled with wisdom is, is critical in helping us to persevere through trials. Perseverance is doing something despite difficulty and delay in whatever your predetermined success is. Those of you who've had a business fail, those of you who've come five to divorce, those of you who've said, 
I'm sending this child to, to his grandmother or else I'm going to murder them. We know what we're talking about. Wisdom is that thing that grounds you in that moment. Wisdom is based on the word of God. And you go and you say, what did God say? Remember well, what would Jesus do? What would God say? Never mind. It's a very long bracelet. Let's stick to I am second. In Hebrews 1, I mean James 1, 12 uh, to 15, it says, Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, faith sometimes doesn't help you stand the test. Trust me. You're like, I know, I know, I know, I know. And then the first thing that clubs you left field, you're like, I don't care. Like that boy. He knew, he knew, he knew, he knew. And the moment he didn't get what he wanted, he left. And forgot the reason why he was there in the first place. Continuing James, he says, when tempted, no one should say, God is tempting me. How many times have we said that? What is God trying to do? Is God, is God, is able? God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then after that desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Jesus himself had to persevere. In Hebrews 12 verse 2, he says, let us fix our eyes on Jesus. He is the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. He persevered through that. So can you imagine if all of us knew how we were going to die? There's a saying, or you'll see it on TikTok, on social medias, and the young ones, if I die, I die. Right? Even though he knew, he still stayed faithful. And he grew in wisdom. Because he understood the purpose and the mission that he was called for. Who for the joy set before him enjoyed the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of the throne of the Father. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Without wisdom, it's very difficult to not grow weary because you don't have that word. You don't have that anchor. You don't have that thing that you're holding on to, which is God. And the word says God is not a man that he would lie. So whatever he said, whatever he's spoken over you, whatever he's released over you, whatever anointing, whatever that has been laid on you by him is true. He is not a man that he would lie. So why do we need wisdom? I've got three reasons. I'm sure there's like a hundred more. Wait for Dave when he preaches. He's going to clean it out. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. It's because you're sitting here, I can't tease you. So the first one is because we are followers of Christ, who himself in the scriptures saying, Luke 2.40, the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom. And the grace of God was on him. And later in, in the chapter, it says in verse 52, Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and, in favor, and, with favor, and he grew in favor with men and with God. So if we call ourselves Christians, being Christ-like is about doing the things that Jesus also did. It's about following in his steps. So if he grew in, in wisdom, so should we. 
We need wisdom because God says so. In Proverbs 4 verse 5, he says, get wisdom, get understanding, and do not forget my words or turn away from them. How are you going to forget his words if they don't live in you, if you don't grow in the word and take the time to actually search the scriptures? And the last one is God himself used wisdom. It says so in Proverbs 3. It says, God himself used wisdom to lay the earth's foundations, and by understanding, he set the heavens in place. God himself uses wisdom. So should we. So then we're going to say, what is the proof of wisdom in your life? How do we know? How will you know if somebody is wise? Anyone want to take a guess? Please don't say gray hair. You know, I mean, we always say, yeah, are you getting wise? Hey, Dave. Trust me. Chill with Dave. No, I'm kidding. You're getting wise, eh, babe? <laughs> you can't see his hair, Dave. <laughs> Proverbs 3 verse 4, there, will be wisdom, there is wisdom in your life when you start winning favor with God and with men. It's proof. Number two, when you trust God with all your hearts. That's Proverbs 3 verse 5. Number three, when you are not wise in your own eyes and when you have reverent fear for God. And that's Proverbs 3 verse 7. Back to what Chris said, men made or God made. Understanding the importance. And I mean, I remember Jake's teaching a couple of, probably last year or the year before. And he said something, and hey, you touched me on my studio, Jake's. And he's like, yeah, I think you spoke about identity. I don't remember the preach. I just remember that one line because you looked at me. <laughs> um, and he said, how do we identify ourselves? And I, I used to like writing whenever I was traveling for work. Um, hashtag working mom. What is your hashtag? Working mom? What is your hashtag? Are you self-made or are you God-made? The things that you are doing, are they defined by God or defined by you? Are they defined by the status quo or by who you say is your God? Number four, when you honor God with your wealth, Proverbs 3 verse 9, then no one has to convince you to tithe. Or to give to the poor. Because wisdom brings you maturity. You don't question God when you've got wisdom. You can have a debate now and again. I'm only saying that because I do. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but you don't question God. You don't say, is he tempting me? A lot of us have gotten into even the habit of the world. God, give me a sign. Where in the Bible do we always say, God says, when you know me, you will know the things of my heart. He will reveal those things in you. That even the wisdom of the, what do, you, what do you call the rabbis? There's something that God reveals in us through his word. It's not a sign. It's his word. Number five, when you do not despise God's discipline. So Revelation 3 verse 9, God says, and I use the message, um, what is it? Vision. Um, and then it says, the people I love, I call to account. He prods you and he will correct you and he will guide you so that you live at your best. Up on your feet then, about face 
and run after God. I love that version. He will discipline you because he loves you. He will discipline you. And discipline is not about making you feel pain. The pain is about letting go of what is not the best for you and what God's best is for you. Number six, when you have sound judgment and discretion. I used the example about T and I. We didn't just up and go to Vienna because God says we're going to go. We had to start listening. We had to go to Chris and say, yo, dude, so God says we must go to Vienna. And Suzanne is like, I always knew you were going to plant a church, but I thought Soweto. <laughs> she was joking, but yeah, you know. And then what we also did is we started reading up. My husband, more than me, started going to more equips. He started speaking to more men that have done this before. Why? Because they have already had God's wisdom being revealed and sharpened in them. If you are wise, you're not going to walk on your own. If you are wise, you're not always going to say, well, today I feel and therefore I will watch TV. And then do it again and then do it again and then do it again. Wisdom tells you community is important. Wisdom tells you that your obedience comes before, is more important than, than, is better than sacrifice. Wisdom tells you, as a man of your house, how to lead and to love your wife. It tells you how to submit to your husband. Wisdom is not comfortable, but as it says in, 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 in Revelations, it's to guide you so that you can live at your best. Number seven, this is my favorite. Um, You sleep well, and you do not worry about sudden disaster. Yo, South Africans, we love drama. Did you see? Did you see News 24? Eh, 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 again. Did you see? And then we post a meme, and it's funny, but it lives with us. And we say things, and it's, it's cool, or it's scary, and we share things, and we join Facebook pages that just race and rouse up so much anger and dissent. Wisdom does not rouse up dissent. Wisdom tells us that God is not a God of chaos and he's a God of unity. Wisdom reminds us who we are in God and the fact that we are the ambassadors for the kingdom of Jesus. And so you can't just walk around and be sharing things. Unfortunately, we have got a very colorful history. Not all the colors are nice. It's very easy for me to say, ah, my white people, yo. And it's very easy for the inverse to also happen. But wisdom says we are all God's children. We have been called to go to take the gospel out. You can't do that if you're holding on to little things that are taking up space in your life for no reason. The young ones say, it's living rent free in my life. I should start hanging out with older people. I sound weird. Proverbs 3, 24 to 26, it talks about when you lie down, you will not be afraid. Why? Even if your beams are not working. Even if EPR takes 17 minutes instead of 7 seconds to show up, you are going to sleep because you know who your God is. You are going to sleep because you know he's gone ahead of you. You are going to sleep because he hedges a wall of fire around your home and around you. You're going to have peace. 
I love that one. It spoke a lot to me. Because I, I, I'm a warrior. The warrior with the O. I can worry about, I see the accident before it happens. Yo, my poor husband. Yo, 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 what time, what time, what time? He goes, I saw it. Okay. That's how it sounds in our, in our car. Why are you taking this route? <laughs> because it's faster. Ah, I don't like it. That's me. I'm like the co-pilot. But it's part of, it's in the marriage contract. <laughs> Only the wives read it. You do not have fear for sudden disaster or the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be at your side and will keep your fruit from being snared. It says Christ is the cornerstone on which those who do not believe in him will stumble. But those who believe in him will be established by that cornerstone. Right? And that is so exciting. It's like, okay, cool. I can sleep now. Yes. About three months ago, I left my full-time job. I was playing, getting paid okay. And the prayer I prayed was, God, I want to be in a place where even if it's three minutes to 12 at night, and I don't know where the next bond payments, whatever is going to come from, I want to be able to trust you. That was faith talking. <laughs> Wisdom is saying, this is what God wanted me to do. My husband's been telling me for, for a while, leave the job. It's making you miserable. Leave the job. You're not, and I was like, but I like Woolworths. Can't buy Woolworths food when you're not working. <laughs> and now and again, I go, oh, our savings are running out. Our savings are running out. We need to be, you know, I, I, I used to work in the financial services industry. And we used to tell people, you need to have a second income stream. And here I am getting rid of one. Not very wise, <laughs> as far as the world is concerned. Number nine, I'm almost done. No, number eight, you treat others well. And not just people in your family, but all the people. You pay your staff well, right? You tip them well. If you are battling in your area of finances, go look at how you are spending your money. Go look at how you are treating the people that report to you. If the government says minimum wage for someone that cleans your house is $250, if you are able to give them more than that, do it. That's wisdom. Number nine, you do not plot harm against your harm. Hey, English, you do not plot harm against your neighbor. Proverbs 3 verse 29. You cannot be a mature child of God and take part in anything that seeks to bring other people down. Those of you in corporate, you know how it is. Yes, Mariki is driving me crazy. Eh? These white people, when we go in there, when I speak, back me up. Yeah, sure, party. Search your heart in that moment. Ask yourselves the right questions in that moment. Ask God for wisdom in that moment. You see something that you are not supposed to see. That's going to give you leverage. What does God say? Chris has said it a lot of times, and, and it, it, it's such a painful truth. People don't want to do business with us, Christians, because we can't be dodgy. 
Because they, they sometimes actually believe in Christ more than we do. Do you know that? People see us and we say, we are God's children. God loves people. And they believe it. And then we do the opposite. Number 10 says, you do not accuse anyone for any reason. That's from Proverbs 3 verse 30. We live in crazy times. Like I said, we've got a very checkered past as a country. It's very easy to assume. Very easy. Very easy to be angry. Very easy. I saw it yesterday, driving to get Gem City Craft stuff with no, what do you call it? No power. There by the robots. Yo, where's Gerard? Yo. Fort Ranger, guys. <laughs> Very easy to try to drive me off with my little gear. We are in a society that's suspicious and untrusting. But not everyone is an enemy. Not the person who does not look outwardly like you, who doesn't speak like you. So let's just be careful. So to go back to our opening video, that young boy came to Mr. Han and he said, I'm being bullied. Please help me. He was hoping to be taught how to fight and to defeat his bullies. Many of us do that with God. We come to God, we approach him hoping to get a neat field. And because he's a just God, he does. He fills it and he blesses us. But his heart for us is far greater than what we need. It's far greater than the clothes on our backs and what we need to eat. God seeks to train us up like that guy. Not everything in our walk with Christ, actually, sometimes 80%, now most of things don't make sense. Why must I keep picking up a jacket? And you saw, all of a sudden, he knew. He works muscle memory into us. To say when this happens, this is how you do it. This is how you will recognize the schemes of the enemy. But you can't without wisdom. He's, he, the goal when we are his is not to live a comfortable life. Hey, my other people here who have preached, when they said that, I was like, you know, you squirm. Like, why? <laughs> I want to be comfortable. <laughs> the goal is to for him to give us the crown of life. It says at the end of your perseverance, when you've added goodness and you've added wisdom and all of those things, and yeah, there's a crown of life. And that for me was like, Pow! the aim is not to get rich. The aim is not to look cool. The aim is not to get skinny. That's why I'm not dieting anymore. <laughs> the aim is to get the crown of life at the end. So when the waiting for the breakthrough seems long, keep the faith. Seek wisdom. When the going gets tough, keep faith and seek his wisdom. When things go really, really well, you don't stop seeking wisdom. Because it did say in Proverbs, I think, 3.5, you honor him with your wealth. So when things go right, sometimes we pray for things and God blesses us. And when we get those things, we are on some, I'll skip church today. I'm too busy. I'm too tired. I'm too this. Often we teach people that, you know what, when things go tough, God is with you. You need to be with God when things are going well. 
You need to be chasing God and his things and his mission when things are going well. So faith is believing we can and we will beat our bullies. But wisdom is knowing how the story ends before it even starts. Because he makes all things work together for the good of those who love him. Romans 8.28. That's the end of my preach. I think I went over time, but it's okay. I'm African. (laughs) All right. Shall we stand up and pray? Sure. Father, you are a good, good father. You love us so much, Lord. As Uncle Ian reminded us that you gave us your only son. That there's no greater sacrifice than to have someone that lays their life down for you. Thank you, Jesus, that you are the author and the perfecter of our faith. This morning, Lord, we pray that we will trust and believe in you and walk in the wisdom that fills your scriptures so fully. Help us, Father God, to walk in wise counsel before we make decisions, before we, we, we go into business, before we, we do anything, Father God, that we believe is worth doing in our call with you to seek your wisdom and to trust the Holy Spirit's guiding. May we all chase after you, Father God, with faith, wisdom, and we can add to that goodness and we can add to that perseverance so that we may get that crown of life. Lord, we honor you and we thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.